Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him on his way. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Healing on the Sabbath is sort of the whole point of having the Sabbath. It's just that sin makes you so blind that you see the whole day as an obligation. Maybe you're not hung up on the do-no-work bit that the Pharisees had, but still, old Adam loves to see worship as a burden instead of a gift. So the Pharisees made real hard work of not working. They were genuinely challenged by the question of whether or not to pull their kids out of wells on the Sabbath. Like, knowing your kid is down stuck in a well, can you honestly rest? Like, the stress, the pain, the fear, that's somehow better than caring for the people that God gave you to love because it's Saturday. Today, Orthodox Jews walk to temple because driving counts as travel, which is forbidden. See, it takes a really special kind of sinner to, t- to make rest that much work. And we scoff, but we ourselves have made worship such a burden that we act like we deserve extra credit from on high just because we put on pants today to receive forgiveness, life, and salvation from the God who literally died on a cross, rose again, and delivers that grace to you through an actual miracle. But yeah, we're the ones doing all the work here. Sin makes you stupid. It changes how you see the world. It blinds you to how things are supposed to be. And it focuses you on yourself so much that you will be convinced that you have everything figured out while anybody that spends half a second looking at you sees the disconnect, sees what's really going on here. You are walking to church instead of driving and talking about rest. You say that you love God with all your heart and trust your eternal soul to him, but some weeks you literally prefer waffles. What's wild, though, isn't just the excuses that we have when we do all this stuff. It's how normal it all seems while we make the excuses. It's how normal the whole song and dance has become to us. Just watch. Everybody sits down to a dinner with Jesus, and it is more uncomfortable than any Thanksgiving that I have ever had. It is so awkward that it's actually funny. The Pharisees are so proud of doing nothing that they stick a suffering man in front of Jesus and would rather see him ignored than helped. Lord Almighty, spare us from the same. I mean, sure, the healer from on high is here, but they're more uncomfortable with Jesus helping a man in need on a day set aside for the unclean to become clean than they are with the status quo. They would rather have the status quo, so they just sit there watching, waiting to be offended. And if that's what you want to do, sit and watch and wait to be offended, you'll find something to be offended of sooner or later. It's a good thing this guy just happened to be there. This poor guy. 
so disfigured by his disease, so uncomfortable, so afraid to say anything to draw attention to what everybody is already thinking about, that he becomes nothing more than the one thing he would give anything not to be. This man is nothing but a counterpoint to how good the Pharisees look. I mean, he knows he doesn't belong there, but he can't do or say anything to change it. He has dropsy. It's a disease where fluid pockets build up inside of you and they make you look like a monster. This man is here as an ice sculpture centerpiece that reminds everybody else what kind of party they're really at. So Jesus breaks the awkward silence. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Or at least he tried to. Everybody else remained silent because even back then everybody hated icebreakers. So he takes the guy heals him, sends him away. And everybody there got what they desired. Everybody. The man who can't utter a single petition through all of his shame, he is healed. The Pharisees get nothing just like they wanted. And Jesus gets to save a sinner in need and preach to those who do not yet believe. He's done the same thing every single Sabbath since. See, God calls us to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And he doesn't just want you to have a vacation from work. He wants you to have time so that he can spend it with you, for you, for every illness and every sin, for every shame, for every last time we just wanted to crawl into a hole and pull the entire thing on top of us just to disappear and not be the centerpiece that everybody else is talking about. Jesus wants to be near to sinners, to help to forgive, to comfort, and to save. He shows up for the man that everybody is staring at and for the one here who suffers in silence because nobody notices. Jesus actually wants to be near to the poor and the crippled, the lame and the blind, even the Pharisees who only want him around so they can trap him. Jesus would even want to be near them because the Sabbath day is not about behaving like Jesus. It's about being near him. It's about him wanting to be near us. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. This means that we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear it and learn it. This means that God actually wants to make you holy so bad that he sets aside a day to get it done. He actually wants to show up here now just to be with you, just to be with me, just to be with the sinners who actually prefer waffles. Even us, our Lord, would be near. And what's wild is how normal he makes it seem while he rips open tombs and makes the unclean clean. What's wild is how utterly and completely normal he makes the divine service looks to us, even while he does the most incredible things here. He makes a man that looks like a monster normal. The man with dropsy becomes another face in the crowd, hearing the word, holding fast to it in faith. He becomes a saint brought out of the great tribulation, clothed in white robes, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus got that man from ashamed and wishing he was dead to alive and singing hymns in heaven with just one word. It's finished. That's all it took. Because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And thanks be to God that this is not about you. This is about Jesus for you. 
This is about God Almighty, exalted from on high, who was humbled to bleed and die naked on a cross for sinners like me, sinners like you, who cannot or will not tell the truth. This is the God Almighty who would be spat upon, beaten and humiliated, mocked and despised, that he would bleed and die so that we would be more than the sum of how good we look at the party. We would be holy. We would be forgiven. We would be righteous in the sight of God. We who are humbled by everything wrong in this world, by the devil, by the world, by our own sinful flesh, we would be exalted. Just like this man who can no longer be stared at for the disease and the shame of it. He was brought from disease to salvation. When Jesus spoke to him upon that cross, it is finished. And that same Jesus speaks here and now to you. So that when we come to church, we can see the truth. You aren't made holy by where you sit. It's not by how you behave or what you do or don't do. You are made holy by Jesus. He died for you. He bore your sins and sicknesses upon a cross, and he left them dead there in the tomb where they belong, and then he rose again free. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is our cry. This is our hymn, and we should sing it. Because at the end of the day, we don't just have to come here once a week to talk about God. He is here for you. We hear him. We receive him. God actually shows up here under bread and wine for you to eat and drink. He is actually here because, of course, he is. The Sabbath day is for healing. Where else is he going to be? He made this day just to be with you. Where else would he be but right here? So that every last sinner in need would take a knee right here, knowing that God would not be far apart from us in our need, in our shame, in our sickness, or in our sin. He is here and now for you to forgive all your sins, to strengthen you for each day going forward. Where else would God be but here to confront that which is wrong, not so that we can find a new way to make an excuse for everything and try and make it normal, but so that we could actually find help in it from a God who defies all pretense and heals whether people like it or not. Take and eat. Your sins are forgiven you. Who cares what the people would say? Take and eat. You are holy now, not what everybody would whisper behind closed doors. You are not what people look at. You are not even the excuses you make for the things you are too blind to even call a problem. You are not unclean. You are a child of God, washed in the blessed waters of baptism. You are holy. You are worthy of love because God himself has loved you in this way. God shows up here to make you that way so that no matter how you feel, you can taste and know and see that the Lord is good because today is not made holy by us. You cannot clean something with a filthy rag, even one full of all your righteous deeds. Only something holy can give holiness. So, on the Sabbath day, the Holy One of Israel shows up here for you to make you holy. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, your Sabbath rest is here. Take and eat. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.